This podcast is part of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed may not reflect those of other podcasts or affiliates of this show or Gunna Geek. Check out other geeky podcasts at GunnaGeek.com. And get ready because geekiness commences in three, two, one. Vid, vidya, vidya games, as they say on vidya, 4chan. Vid, vidya? For, I think they just, I think they just call them Vidya. Vidya, Vidya, Vidya? Vidya, Vidya. Game, vidya. Goms? I think if you, I think they just call them Vidya. Goms. Vidya Goms? Gomes. We are here to talk about Vidya Goms? Vidya Goms. That's right. On episode what? Um, Eighty four uh, of on. Un- it's unqualified. Qualified. I'm leading. This is my lead for you. It starts with unqualified. We're just gommers. I'm just kidding. I know the name of our podcast. It's Unqualified Gamers, and I'm Cody. It is. And I'm John. Jonathan. 84 of Unqualified Gamers. I, I always introduce myself as Jonathan... And you never let me do that. You always said it was okay, awkward it, for you. That you it used to be handle. awkward until literally everyone started addressing you in text form as J-O-H-N, which is not correct. It is J-O-N, short for Jonathan. So now we, now we have right. to call you Jonathan. And that's why, but you know what? People still add the H to Jonathan. So it doesn't, it doesn't uh, prevent that particular error <sighs> from occurring in but it just looks even weirder when it's spelled out in Jonathan. I guess, at least to I me. guess that's fine. That's fine. Well, hey, uh, yeah, we missed an episode last week, which is rare for us. That's not rare in the summer. We've we've been we almost went like bi-weekly for this summer, which I'm okay with. You know, like it's been an eventful, busy. I guess summer. that's true. That's true. There were a lot of eventful, busy things. So uh, before we talk about video, what video game are you talking about this episode? I literally don't even know. I am. T- I'll talk oh to you boy! About when we get okay, there. so uh, surprise, uh, listener! Just check the description of the podcast. To... I don't want to spoil okay, well, the I... hype. Even Wait, there's is not it that Destiny? much hype, but uh, no, I trust me. I would like to play Destiny, but I do not have a current gen console. What? On it's on PS3 and Xbox 360. I'm not gonna play it on wow. a PS3. Wow! Like it's the like it's. It's the type of game that you play on its leading platform. From everything okay, I've read fine. about it. So, uh, well, before we delve into your mystery game of the week, and we talk about my last weekend at Bitbash, what did you do this weekend at all, or anything? It was a it was a work weekend, but it was also a just a busy weekend. We're prepping for um, Max's baptism this weekend. So we've had to kind of like get stuff done and I've got family coming to town. So we've kind of had to prep for that. Um, cause work makes it difficult to do that, but that's been, that was basically my weekend. And then we went, had, uh, had dinner at my mother-in-law's on Sunday. And that's always nice to like go somewhere and have somebody that's cooked an entire meal for you. Um, that's nice. It's nice unless they poison you to death. Hmm. 
I don't know what dinners you're going to. Is there a third to. person talking on the line? Why don't we hear another person? I don't hear. Oh, that was one of the voices in my head. My my apologies. Now, I keep in mind, anything. since we've not podcasted for two weeks, uh, we also had Labor Day weekend. Did anything fun happen there? Mm, I actually had to work that weekend, too. I didn't have to work. That was one of those weekends where I picked up additional shifts for extra money. So I, I chose to work extra that weekend. My life has been uneventful. Okay. Well, all right. Well, um, I have things to talk about that you can make fun of me for doing so you can live vicariously through making fun of my life. Mm, let's do well, it. So what did you do? What what parties uh, no, did you go close to? Close Labor Day weekend on Sunday of Labor Day weekend, I went to North Coast Music Festival, which is an EDM festival primarily. I don't know what EDM oh. is. Does that make me really uh, old? Electronic dance music, dubstep, techno, tr- house. house, trip step, mode step, mod step, I don't, bleed step, bloke step. Uh, there was Australian hip hop duo. I really liked them. One of those, one of those you uh, made up. I, I honestly, I don't know which one it was. I honestly don't know, but one of those You'd be was surprised. Made up. Guess who headlined? Uh, Lincoln Park. No, although they played two Fridays ago at the Tinley Park Amphitheater, and I miss it, and I'm really mad because Lincoln Park is currently in my top four favorite bands. What about no. Limp Biscuit? <laughs> so they weren't there. Then why do I care because about the this music festival? the headliner was Snoop Dogg. <laughs> You're f***ing with me. So Like, this isn't a thing this that is... happened. This isn't a real This isn't a real Wait, festival. Did you, did you not actually know that I went to do this? No, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. And are you going to tell me? No, I went with our friend Max. Max came down from Madison to see Snoop Dogg. So now I'm thinking that this story is so absurd that it can't possibly be made. When he told his coworkers that he couldn't hang out because he was going to see Snoop Dogg, they thought he had bought a dog because they couldn't believe that he would go to a Snoop Dogg concert. (laughs) So, so, so wait. Okay. It was more believable so to them to... that he had purchased a pet animal. <laughs> so you went to an electronic dance music festival where the headliner was yep. Snoop Dogg? But that doesn't make doesn't any matter. sense. It happened. And you went yeah. with Max, which also <laughs> yeah. doesn't make any sense. None of that story makes sense. That's why it has <laughs> it to be real. definitely happened. So that happened. So I, so I saw Snoop okay. Dogg. So that happened. Is he in good in concert as he is on ESPN doing sports analysis? He was only on stage. Because he, he does, does that not. too. Are you serious? Yes, he does. Yeah, in his like Snoop Dizzle persona, he does sports analysis. Really? Yes, really. This, this is, is really weird. weird. What a weird. Um, He was only on stage for about 45 minutes. You know, he did like a bunch of hits and then he basically left. Yeah, yeah. Name one. Name one, because you love Snoop Dogg so much. Na- give me a Snoop Dogg hit that he did. He had his mind on his money and his money on his mind, and so did like tens of thousands of people around me. Okay, okay. Fair so enough. we're standing there waiting for. Uh, so Max saw a guy do a line of coke off his cell phone at one point. Mm-hmm. This is before Snoop Dogg. This is earlier in the day. Yeah, because Snoop Dogg isn't into coke, so I figured that didn't have right. anything to do with Snoop. Now, Right before they started, so I was, uh, I had been drinking quite a bit that day, and uh, this guy 
does this big tall dude like right as Snoop is hitting the stage? Well, so some guy gets on stage and he starts kind of rapping a little bit and he's like, "Are you ready for Snoop?" And everybody's like, "Yeah!" And then like two minutes go by and then he did it again and he did that for like fifteen minutes. But when the guy was and did he bring out a dog for no, Max? Better. This tall dude walks right in front of me, just like holding up a Ziploc baggie full of joints. There were probably forty joints in this bag. Like, not even kidding. And he's like, "Bones, this this sounds like every Snoop Dogg oh, concert I've ever so heard." So I'm of. like, I'm like, wait, wait, how much for one of those? How much for one of those? He's like, twenty bucks. <laughs> so, twenty bucks for a joint at a Snoop Dogg concert. Uh, dude, that guy's making some serious oh, yeah. money, isn't oh, yeah. he? Yeah. Um, I, I got a contact high. A lot of people were smoking weed around me. Believe it or not, was it pretty? Was it so pretty, it was fun? pretty fun? It's pretty fun. Uh, now, and, and I thought you'd be able to make fun of me because so apparently you don't know EDM music, but the EDM scene is basically all eighteen to twenty year olds that do Molly. That's pretty much okay. the EDM scene. So you're always making fun of me for making fun of little or for uh, hanging out with little kids. Hanging out with kids, which is pretty much who you were with at this particular. Oh my god, I was easily ten years older than the median age. Hmm. That probably was very awkward for you. Actually, that probably felt like every well, other weekend. Maybe not the for median you. age, but I was definitely above above the average, the median age. Maybe not ten. I was definitely ten years above a lot of the people there. Um, and no, it didn't feel that weird because actually, an eighteen-year-old came up to me and asked me to buy her uh, beer. And uh, I asked her how old she was, and she said eighteen. And she's like, "How old are you?" And I was like, "Twenty-nine." And she's like, "Wow, you're really lucky. You look really young." Like okay, so apparently I like. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if an eighteen-year-old told me if I looked young, if I should be like flattered, or if that would make me feel really. I awkward. chose to feel flattered and less awkward about being surrounded by people much younger than me. Yeah, and that response just makes me feel like it would make me feel awkward—the fact that you felt flattered. So no, I think I'm comfortable with that. So that was my exciting uh, non-gaming experience, I guess. Well, Snoop Dogg's a huge gamer, so really by proxy, you um, you had is something Snoop to do with gaming. Is Snoop a huge gamer? Snoop a huge gamer? Huge gamer! Oh my god, yes, he's a giant gamer. He did that voice pack for oh, Call of Duty. Oh, the voice pack for Call of Duty, of course. Yeah, he's basically because he because he loves Call of Duty so much. It had nothing to do with the fact that they paid him gobs of money. Nothing. You know, I agree. I was going to say that basically makes him, uh, and then I was going to say the name of a gamer, but I can't think of any famous gamers right now. What's the guy that had the the King of Kongs? The record? Billy Billy Mays. No. Not Billy. Bruce Willis. It's none of those things. Uh, it's Bruce Willis. For, a, for a, uh, a specific lineup of who I saw, I saw the Australian hip-hop duo Hilltop Hoods. They're really good. Like, they're really good. Did they sound Australian? Uh, they sounded British, but whatever. I saw a, band, a group called Emancipator, which is trip-hop. Trip-hop is not made up. I saw The New Deal, which was this, like, weird electronic ambient music. Max really liked them. I saw OK with two O's, so it's O-O-K-A-Y, and that's, a like, a pop EDM group. Was that, that one that you just... That you just said before that that ambient one that Max liked were they like craft craft work? work? I don't know what that is. Okay, what is that? What's I don't what's know. Wrong with and you? then uh, Zed's Dead, which was dubstep, and Zed's Dead was playing while I was waiting for Snoop Dogg. Oh my god, that was so good. So you love I dubstep. love dubstep. 
Something's I love wrong North with Coast. You. It's a fun time. So, um, I'm glad you had a good time. That sounds, again, completely made up. <laughs> sounds unrealistic, doesn't it? It sounds completely made That's up. That's pretty good. And then uh, I guess that segues into video games because I can talk about what I did last weekend, which was entirely video game related. Mm, it was video game related. So tell me all about this because this totally seems like my scene. I really wish I could have made it to this. You went to an event called Bitbash, which was an indie games festival yep, in Chicago. it was an indie games festival in Chicago hosted at Threadless headquarters. Do people outside Chicago know Threadless, the t-shirt company? You know, yes, I've heard of the t-shirt company. I wouldn't have known it was a t-shirt company until you said that, but I've heard of that Okay, so company. yeah, Threadless headquarters... Um, Threadless is, like, um, indie, basically indie, like, t-shirts, like, independent designs. I think my, I think my, I think my brother wears shirts from Threadless. Yeah, a lot of people do. They're very popular. But Threadless headquarters, they have a big garage. And I'm just looking away from the camera because I'm just pulling up the, uh, the, um, the specifics of the event. So Indie City is this group of kind of indie game developers in Chicago, I guess, and Indie City was presenting some unique video games handpicked by, like, Chicago-based game developers and things like that um, at Threadless headquarters. Donations would help pay for the event and fund future events, and a portion of the donation would benefit local children's hospitals through Chicago Loot Drop. So I made a donation beyond the requested, like, $10 donation or whatever to go in. And from 2 to 7, basically, you could go in this uh, warehouse that they had. It wasn't gigantic by any means. There were a lot of games, but it was not huge. It was like a like a hotel ballroom size, I guess. Maybe like a large hotel ballroom size, the, the warehouse. And then a, like a back room, kind of. Later, they mm-hmm. had some games outside. So from 2 to 7, it was all games. And then they cleared... So uh, in the back of the warehouse, they had uh, a game up on a projector screen. And they cleared that and put DJs up there. And then f- after 7, DJs spun... And there was complimentary beer from Arcade Brewery, which is a new brewery, and they were testing out their Mega Man Stout beer that they had. Uh, And then there was some IPA. Uh, I didn't particularly love either of them. I'm not a big beer guy. Uh, Chicago is a huge city for microbrews. You like No, I don't like girly drinks anymore. I drink whiskey now, straight, sometimes even. Um, I, I do some beer. It's it's whatever. It, it, it was whatever. I, I didn't love them, but but they were they were pretty popular and they were free, so I'm over it. Um, uh, but that's what the event was, and so there are all these games kind of set up. If you go to Instagram.com/slash Cody Goff, and I'll put a link on our Google Plus page in in the YouTube description. Um, Instagram.com/slash Cody Goff, and you look at stuff from uh, the first weekend in September, you'll see a lot of videos. I took a lot of videos. You saw me spamming your feed. So, so the the. This particular festival is more like a, um, it's more like a, is it, is it kind of like a PAX for indie games then? Like, it's it's meant for the general public to come in and take a look at these indie games? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so it's not like a developer no, style. No, not at all, not at all. Okay, so the, I, let's, just trying to kind of get the vibe of the, of the festival yeah, that you definitely. went to. Yeah, definitely. There were a lot of developers there and, and people that work on indie games. Like, I met this guy uh, whose name I totally remember. I met this guy, John, who uh, actually lives in the suburbs, but he has composed the scores for several video games. He told me what they are, but I can't remember them. 
So, you know, there's some networking that goes on and a lot of people swapping business cards and, and things like that. But for the most part, it was just, you know, come spend your Saturday playing video games. Uh, none of my – I went with like eight people and none of them had played video games. I mean, had right. – were developers or anything. So so that was the vibe of it. And it was cool. And, and um, there were certain things there. It was interesting. There was a range. There were some Xbox Live arcade indie games that are already out on the marketplace, have been on the marketplace, cool. There were some games that are in development or, like, you know, kind of on the cusp of being released. There were prototypes, and then there were games that will never be released and are just pet projects. They're, like, uh, proof of concept for that particular developer. It's it's just, like, a thing that they're doing for fun. Very much for fun. So uh, one proof of concept that... um, was particularly fun was called relax harder and it was uh there's no screen to this game um okay you wear a little headset and it measures your brain waves it's one of those kind of things and you look at like a not a neon bar but there's like a long tube right maybe like a five foot long tube that was sitting up on the stage five foot long tube with a bunch of leds in it and on the left half was a yellow light they were all yellow lights on the right half were all purple lights Whichever one of you is, like, the object of the game is to get your lights to light up the entire bar by relaxing harder. So you're controlling it with your mind, You're controlling it with your mind, and you need to relax better than your opponent to light up this bar the whole way. Which is kind of like a Chinese finger trap, because, like, whenever I opened my eyes and looked at the bar, I was screwed. I started to lose. But when I closed my eyes and I tried to, like, block everything out and just relax really hard then i would go over it was very interesting that's it's super random random. what a weird thing and i'm looking through the business cards right now uh the woman running it her she and her husband had made it in their living room she they just made it for fun they have no intention of releasing it anywhere were they how did they have access to equipment that allowed them i don't have any idea what I tried to get her information. Oh, actually, no. Oh, my gosh. Look at me thinking ahead. I texted myself some basic information. Um, it was developed by Carl Hill Popper, who works at Vocal Interactive. The Carl yeah. Hill Popper? Carl Hill Hill. It was maybe Pill Popper, but I think it was Hill Popper. Mm, I prefer Pill Popper. The Carl Pill Popper? I think it was the Carl Hill Pill Popper, yeah. Um, so that game was there, and she's like, yeah, we just plan on bringing it around to stuff like this, events like this, and having fun. So that was cool. That uh, is pretty you know, cool. And I played it with my friend, and I won, and by the way. Uh, but yeah, and it was... You relaxed the <laughs> sh- out of that game. <laughs> and my friend, of course, grabs a literal bullhorn and starts yelling in my ear trying to screw with me, because of course they wanted me to lose. And, um... But yeah, you didn't. It... You were... You can relax... Under any uh, yeah, condition. Well, Under any circumstance. And then I was thinking the whole time, I was like, I wonder if like if people smoked a bunch of weed and then did this, like, what would happen? Would it just be like a stalemate forever? Mm-hmm. They'd probably freak out and get really paranoid. And uh, I could. Relax. I don't know. I'm never going to find out because you can't get the game. But it's called Relax Harder, and that was kind of fun. Right. Um, there, were, there were more finished games. There was one called Video Ball. Have you ever heard of that? Video nope. Ball is... Really fun. It's an Xbox Live Arcade indie game. It's available. Go download it. It's really fun. It's a two versus two 
like a you play you play as like arrows and you shoot balls at each other's skulls, basically. So it's like a mini kind of like soccer game. It's super fun. It's super fun. But I think it's probably you know it's an indie game, so it's probably only local two v two. Otherwise, it's gonna be lame. Um, but it, it's probably, probably also, also a buck. buck. Yeah. So if you got friends coming over, imagine. check out Video Ball. That was hella fun. Uh, there was also, okay. and I told you this, Killer Queen. Have you heard of this? Killer no. Queen. I mean, I mean, I okay. So this is another one of those things where I've heard of it. I do not okay. know what it is. Killer Queen, uh, big arcade game, and there are five players. Um, it's. Have you ever played Joust? Because I haven't. Um, I have okay. not. So some. I know. I know all about it. I know yeah. exactly what it is. I know how it is played. I know sure. everything about it. I've seen little arcade cocktail machines of it. Okay, I have never fun. played it. Um, basically. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's five on five. You you play as either a drone grabbing, like, fruit and then delivering them to these little pedestals. And then once you deliver it to a pedestal, you become this, like, killer queen, bee, basically. And you can fly around and attack the opponent's drones or the opponent's queen bees. So it's very simple, very fast-paced, very hectic, very easy. Um, it's just, like, one of those pick-it-up-and-play just basic kind of like Atari-style control kind of games. The joystick can only move left and right, and there's only one button for, like, hopping. It's very simple. We didn't even realize this at the time, but there were five people on the other side of the machine playing as the other color, so it's a five-on-five game. Yeah, and I I don't know what the release plans are or anything like that, but it was was really fun and super simple. Just, like, pixel-style graphics, very old school. So Killer Queen... Do some research on that, because God knows I wasn't going to before this episode. <laughs> we don't research anything before our episode. No, we really don't. Uh, and there were a few other games that I played uh, that I, I may post about on Google+, Plus or perhaps write an article about on unqualifiedgamers.com. Uh, I did try the Oculus Rift. Now, I've been told the Oculus Rift, you put it on and it changes your life. And you're like, this is a life-changing experience, it's the future, it's blah, 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 whatever. I don't I put it on. I could see black right. in my peripheral vision. It didn't take out my whole field of vision. So I could see, like, the black in the okay. sides. And it, was, uh, it wasn't It was a game they were demoing. It was literally you got on your, your knees and then put your your arms down, your elbows, and rested them on, like, a... Uh, yeah, like yeah, where uh-huh, this is on a going. Pedestal. And uh, you, you got to look uh-huh. around. You see it. And then somebody so, walked okay, up behind on. you. Uh, so you yeah. look around. Left and right, there's a little crowd. Very low... And then they and then they very licked your low neck. graphics, yeah. low res, licked the back of your crowd, neck. like not really realistic graphics. You look, let you see crowds. When you look up, you see a guillotine, and then it drops, and your head rolls off. But of course, because your head is rolling, you're still seeing through your head rolling around. So it's first person view of you, your decapitated head rolling around. It was weird. It wasn't okay. – it, it freaked me out hearing about it. I was like, this sounds scary. I don't want to do this. But it was not scary. It was just a little weird. And it it didn't – I don't know. It didn't do anything for me at all. <clears throat> Apparently okay. later in the day, you could um, demo a game where you play as an elephant and you destroy buildings with lasers or something. Uh, I, I admit like I missed you that do. demo, sadly. But, yeah. Oh my god, wait, another elephant destroying cities with lasers game? They're getting really overdone, right? So, I don't know, um, Oculus Rift probably can change your life, but that, I think it's not a given that it will, maybe. 
so here's the thing now. Now that Oculus Rift is like out to developers rather than it being the actual company itself that is, is demoing the unit, um, they don't... Like, the company that makes Oculus doesn't have an investment in people going to these little conventions and and being being incredibly interested in in the Oculus Rift because they're further upstream now. They're selling to developers now. So it's the developer's job to determine or to to sell you basically on this concept, right? So there are a number of developers that are using the Oculus Rift in supposedly super interesting ways. It sounds like you may have just kind of happened on one that didn't. Yeah, it... And that is and that is not necessarily using it for interesting ways as it relates to gaming. Yeah, it was um it was fine. I'm not trying to knock it. It just was like I don't know. It, it wasn't as light. It it, it it did not live up to the hype that I uh, had been kind of um, expecting, right? So there's that. And I'm right. just glancing at my phone trying to look at some of the other games that I demoed, but uh, I'm not coming up with much luck right now, unfortunately. Um, uh, actually, I'm coming up with a little bit of luck. There were a couple other games that I demoed, that, I, and I'm not going to go into great detail because it was one of those things like you waited in line for 10 or 15 or 20 minutes, played it for like five or six minutes, and then kind of first impressions, and right. did you like it or not? Tell me about Gang Beasts. Ugh. Is that what it was called? Hang on. Um now, let me go chronologically because that's the easiest way to do it. Uh, first, okay, I think it's called. Well, I'll get there beasts. in a minute. Uh, first, Crypt of the Necro Dancer. Have you heard of this? Yeah, that's been out on Steam for a while. It sounds it's, awesome. I hated it. Do you not like rhythm uh, games? You know, I like rhythm games. I'm just not necessarily good at them. So, why don't you explain it? Mm. So there is a. It is a roguelike, uh, kind of eight bit. 8-bit to 16-bit style graphic dungeon crawler. And it is... Um, basically, it's a one-button game, right? You just move is all you can do in the game, if I understand the game correctly, yes, right? Yes, you just move left, right, up, down. Right. Right. So there's no, like, attacking or anything. Like, in order to attack a monster, if you were to encounter one, you are just supposed to move into the monster, and then any items that you've picked up and equipped will be used with your individual attacks, that kind of thing. So uh, the gag of the game is that there's a musical track playing in the background, and you are a dancer, and you have to move in rhythm to the music. And if you do that, you don't get hit by anything. Is that pretty accurate? Um, or you like get hit, you... but you're, you're more on the offense than the defense if you hit the arrows in rhythm. Right, if you don't do the things, in, if you don't stick with the rhythm of the song, you become more vulnerable to attacks, and eventually you die and then have to restart. And like, and like many of the new kind of new age roguelikes that are out there, you progress by unlocking things. It's all, it, it does it a lot like Binding of Isaac does it, where if you get to a certain point or uh, complete a certain objective in the dungeon when you're in there, you will unlock items that will show up in the dungeon on subsequent playthroughs. So it's still like starting from scratch each time you play the game, but you have a uh, an increased uh, breadth of items that you may find the next time that you're in the dungeon. Yeah, and I knew none of that. All I knew was you're in a castle, you're in a dungeon, and you dance to move. That's all I knew. Most of these games were not accompanied by their that I knew of uh, were not accompanied by their developers. There was no real, like, FAQ or intro. You just kind of... There was no demoing. There was no person demoing the game. It was just... Basically, yeah. 
And that's actually why my experience with the next game was horrible. And now we will jump. I will skip to the game that you mentioned. Uh, Gang Beasts. It's like uh-huh. five or six kind of like little putty-shaped wrestlers basically trying to throw each other down a pit or out of a wrestling ring or whatever. Um, okay. I had no idea how to play it. Literally no idea how to play it. Well, you know how to use a controller. I mean, it's like it's an it's Xbox there. 360 it's controller. Got... There are like 20 buttons. Are, there are like there? 10. Yeah, 10's a ABX, little more accurate. Y, uh, left bumper, up, right bumper, left trigger, right trigger. That's eight. Start select. There's 10. And the black and white buttons. I believe it's No, the back. black and white buttons. I, I believe black it's and back, white buttons. So what was Gang I, That's beats? what it was. Your five color and it wasn't it, fun? No, because I didn't know how to play it. It was stupid. Mm-hmm. You literally ran around in circles and then died. I hated it. So you just needed to you just needed to get better at the game. You mean like you're telling me. No how how I I hear. play it? I just hear that you were I just hear that you weren't that very terrible. good at it. That's like that's all I'm hearing. So that game happened. Uh then there was a game called Close Castles, another Xbox Live arcade indie title, and it is a four player PvP tower defense game. That sounds like it could be really it fun. It could be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Aha! It sounds like it could be really I liked fun. It. You know, they, they only had it on basic mode. Uh, first of all, I got paired with the guy that died immediately, so I was screwed. They only had it on basic mode, so you could build literally two towers. One that attacks. Oh, so it was like, it was like two versus yeah. two? Um, so in a tower defense game, if you're not familiar with tower defense games, we've got a thousand hmm. podcasts on them, so go back and listen. Uh, a tower defense game, a, a line of bad guys goes towards your tower or your, towards your, your home base or castle or village or whatever, and you have to build towers that shoot stuff at them to kill all these monsters before they reach your headquarters. Cool. So the mode we played, you could build two types of buildings, the towers that attack the monsters or towers that sent monsters to the opponent's um, headquarters you could map where your guys went so you could choose the path they went along but it just i don't know i didn't i didn't i understood the strategy by the time i was finished playing but it seemed kind of stressful and like i don't know i I would have to get more time with it it was a very interesting concept and i do love tower defense games so i would maybe check it out close castles if there's a demo i would highly recommend checking out the demo Close, Close castles. castles. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, a couple other things. They played it. I don't even know what this was called. Hang on. I'm going to try to find it. Okay. So outside in the parking lot, they had a game called Outdoor Games, which is part of Sports Friends. And I guess there's Not a guy really well. named Johann Sebastian Joust. Johann Sebastian Joust was there? I, I don't. That's the gate. That's a game. Johann Sebastian Joust I is a game. I can't tell if you're kidding or not. No, that's that's the name of a game that originally came out for the PlayStation. I th- Wait, I you know about Johann Sebastian I Joust? I do. I do. It sounds awesome. Wait, really? You're I've not heard. trolling me right now. Because I can't tell, ever. No. No, it's the game where, like, you have to you have to get your opponent to move without hitting them, right? Uh, Or with hitting them. So here's how it worked. You just can't, like, move too fast. You explain it, because I don't how, really know, I don't know how, how it works. Okay. They had it running on a MacBook with PlayStation Move controllers, and the guy told me that this game is part of a package of games called Outdoor Game, or part of, part of Sports Friends. 
Okay. Okay. And this may be a mod or a hacker. I don't know the exact. So you'll have to search for Johann Sebastian. Is that what I said? Johann Sebastian? Johann Sebastian Joust and Sports Friends. And try and find this on your own because I'm not. God knows we're not doing the research. But there was a. So they, they had a circle in the parking lot, circle of people surrounding this big empty space. And everybody had a PlayStation Move controller. And it has a motion sensor in it, and you could only move at a certain speed. If you moved faster than – there was music playing. It's just like classical, regular classical pace music was playing, and you couldn't move like a certain speed faster than the music. When the music sped up, you could move faster. And the object was to get somebody to move really fast. I don't know about this no-contact rule that you're talking about, but the object when we were playing was you had to like – you know, flick your wrist at somebody's arm or, like, push somebody kind of on the side to get them to, like, jolt or move, and that would move their thing. So a lot of people are, like, trying to hit the other person's controller, and that that was it. That's yeah. what it is. That's what it is. So, but the thing is, is when the music is slow, you can't move that fast, so you can't, like, move to push them away or yeah, whatever exactly. too fast. Um, but it got really fun. There's a lot of Instagram videos. I, I took a couple on this... My God, that seems like the best drinking game ever. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Oh, my oh, God. And once people it once people got phenomenal. more and more familiar with one another and, like, they knew each other and stuff, like, it, it could get pretty brutal, I think. Um, but people were, like, being, like, ninjas and, like, doing weird poses. And there was one guy that, like, let the wrist strap, he let the remote hang from his wrist so, like, it didn't have as much shock if he moved it. And things like that. So it was really interesting. But, um, again, another weird kind of one-off indie thing that, like, situationally, you're not going to have a party in the next month and have, like, eight people over with eight PlayStation Move controllers to walk around and, like, you know, like, it was just one of those weird, like, video game experiences you could only have in one of these um, for the most part. But I think if you had some PlayStation Move controllers and the setup and stuff, I think think it'd be really fun. Yeah. yeah. But an interesting thing for, like, parties and stuff, I guess. I don't know. Um, so that was an interesting, weird thing. And I think there was only one more game that I even need to mention. So I think, yeah, I think that pretty much brings me to the end of my list, finally. Uh, yeah, because mm-hmm. I, already, I already reviewed Video Ball. And like I said, Video Ball is really fun. It's just first to ten, very fast-paced, super simple controls. Anybody can pick up and play Video Ball. You can, there's one button. All you do is move around and hit the one button. Super simple. Love Video Ball. Interesting. Game of the show, video ball. Uh, not a game of the show. One of my... Game of the show. You heard it here first, folks. One of my game games of the, the show. show. No, this video is uh, perhaps perhaps one of my favorite ones, interestingly. It's called The Choositron. The Choositron Deluxe Adventure Matrix mm-hmm. by Jerry Bellick. The Jerry, Jerry the Bellick? Jerry Bellick. You can email him at jerry at monkeytheater.com. Theater with an E R, uh-huh. not an R E. He's also on Twitter at Choosatron. He he must be English. I don't know if that's right, but uh, Jerry kindly He's retweeted me, I believe, or favorited a tweet uh, when I tweeted about how awesome the Choosatron is. So thank you for that mm-hmm. uh, so much, Jerry. But the Choosatron is a small receipt. It's a small box uh, with four buttons labeled one, two, three, four. And a roll of, uh, like, receipt paper in it. You know, like, receipt paper. So we're, t- we're talking about, like, not like not a controller. Like, not this a controller. Is a new thing. No screen. It is a okay. box with four buttons. And uh, you, press, you press a button, 
and uh, little thing prints out on a receipt. Literally on a receipt that just prints out. I happen to have one with me. It says, The Choosatron Deluxe Adventure Matrix version 1.3.6 by Jerry Bellick. Choose your story below. Okay. Number one, Slugfest. Number two, Murphy's Shorter Comprehensive Guide to Death and the Afterlife, abridged, third edition. Three, Groove Driver. Or four, No Breaks Valet. So you can hit one, okay. two, three, or four. I don't remember which one I hit. I think I hit uh, Murphy's Shorter Comprehensive Guide to Death and the Afterlife, abridged, third edition. Um, okay. I believe that's what I did. So, so it says... You see the reflection of your smile in the window as you look out over your garden. It is lush with fresh spring rain. And my options are, number one, go for a barefoot walk. Number two, grab your gear and get to work. Number three, make toast. So I made toast. This is awesome. It's a choose-your-own-adventure novel. On receipt paper. This is awesome. Isn't this it is awesome? awesome. <laughs> that is adorable. What a cute it's little a cute idea. It's a cute little idea, and I got to keep the story. Like, I have this. I have a receipt for my... It's like you play a video game and you <laughs> get a receipt. Did oh you die? God, horribly. Like any good, like any good choose your own adventure story, yeah, you died I did at the another end. one. This one went a little bit longer. This one was actually a bit, a bit longer. Did it go uh, a little better? A little did better. it go a little I better did, for uh, you? You did ultimately destroy oh, no, yourself was, at the end of it. This though. was Murphy's shorter comprehensive guide to death in the afterlife abridged. The other one that I did must have been uh, Groove Driver or Slugfest. I think it was Slug. Okay. I think it was Slugfest because I was given the option to. Uh, use slug juice at one point, and uh, yeah, you you did that oh, yeah, right. I yeah. mean, you got it. You uh, always you always Slugfest slug was juice. by Alex Barrett, and uh, the other one, the abridged story, was by Kevin yeah. Murphy. And um, it was interesting because you know when I when I turned on the Choosatron, I was given a choice of four stories, but then the second time I chose, right. I I, um, st- I started utilizing the Choosatron. It gave me four different stories. So there are more than just okay. four stories in the thing, and it's just a random choose your own adventure thing that prints out on a receipt. Yeah, they were That's all cute. cute. They were all fun. I, I guess uh, I guess this guy Jerry that um, created it is a writer, so you can probably check out his, his website. I don't see a oh uh, well monkeytheater.com again t h e a t e r monkeytheater.com. Um, and yeah, it was cool and it was cute and he tweeted at me or something. So that was fun. But the choose a was like the surprise random kind of in, it is just so indie, you know? Yeah, it is. I mean, that's literally all it is. It's just a choose. It's a choose your own adventure it is. novel. It's Super great. Though. Simple, that's great. But yeah, it's just, it was, it was cool. But, the, but so, but you know, between that and relax harder and uh, the Johan Sebastian joust going on outside and, and things like that, it, it, it was cool to feel like. Do weird stuff with video games, you know? It's like, yeah. oh yeah, gamers can like think. do really, yeah, really cool, odd yeah. stuff. So you know, if they have one again, uh, I will definitely let you know. Uh, I know it's hard for you to get to Chicago, but flights are cheap these days. Maybe for your birthday or something. I don't know. Did it seem like there were a lot of people there? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know how Good. well it did. Um, I. I Financially, but yeah, them. I hope it did well. I hope it performed. I hope they have another one. Uh, again, it was for a good yeah. cause. The The only big downside was that I waited an hour in line for the food truck to open its doors. One of the food trucks. Mm. Yeah, it was just really slow. Worst. But um, and, and, you know, I 
going into it, I kind of had the the feeling because because E3 is basically like San Diego Comic Con and E3 are both kind of hurry up and wait, you know, like get in, go wait in yeah. line for an hour. Get in line, get in line as get in line as soon yeah. as you can. So. I figured, yeah. you know, I'll go to this thing and there'll be a lot of waiting in line. And there was, you know, but it wasn't crazy. I, I liked the size. You know, it, it would be 20 or 30 right. minutes tops to try a game. Um, Oculus Rift I waited like five minutes for. So, uh, right. so yeah, that was Bit Bash. I think if it, I think you would have had to wait longer had it been a better Oculus Rift Oh, my God. Demo, oh, yeah, honestly. later in the night when they did the elephant thing, it was, yeah, forget about it. Yeah, and longer. Right. I mean, the beheading, to, it literally was like a minute from putting it on to finishing at the most. It was, yeah, you know, maybe they were just trying to kind of give you an idea of what the Oculus Rift is, right? Because, I mean, how how long has it been since you strapped something to your head to look through it? Or it was a proof of concept, like you said, a kind of a, just an indie company that's like, hey, here's an idea, we can behead you and still have your right. eyes be attached. So that's a new idea. I don't know. Right, I think, I think, I think it's going to be a tricky thing to develop for because, well, maybe not. I, you're not going to get that. There are so many video game developers. Somebody will use no, it. No, people well. will use it really, really well. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Going to poo poo the Oculus Rift at all. Um, what I think is, um, is interesting is so much of the buzz I've heard is about the immersion that you get, and I think in order to accomplish right. that, they're going to have photorealistic content it incredibly yeah you'll probably need some better visual incredible visual sure. fidelity so it um it'll be interesting to see how that perception of the medium of the oculus rift changes over time because right. like you said it, it was all first party and it was all very high resolution very realistic very like i mean my friends that tried it my friend ali that tried it said it was like she felt like she was like in vienna or whatever and Really? Now this is different, a little more cartoony, a little more video gamey. So now we'll, you know, right. we'll be known for that. So it'll just be interesting to see how that changes. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like a yeah. really good time. Yes, I wish you had been there. It would have been more fun with you there. I definitely, I definitely, it totally sounds uh, like my scene. Yeah, but you know, on the plus side, you know, in addition to some of the stuff that was kind of one of a kind, there a lot of the stuff again is already out on Xbox Live Indie Arcade. Um, so, you know, right. it's, it's not like you totally missed out. So it's just them, like, trying to get their names out Yeah, my out friend waited too. for over a half hour to play Nidehog, the fencing game. Ne- Nidhog. Have you played that? Yeah. I've, I've watched people I've play heard it. it is unbelievably fun. It looks awesome. Fun. Yeah, yeah our friend, awesome. our good friend Carl, who um, has a WordPress blog called Crew God Damn It, uh, I think that's what it's called now. He he does in, he's an amazing writer about video games. He gave Night, Nighthog or Needhog or whatever a really really good review. Um, so since yeah. he wrote about it, I really really want to get it. So I'll probably just buy it eventually. Yeah, you should probably. You should. Yeah. In addition to all those other Steam games, I still haven't played because I have not played like anything lately. Well, you'll get that new computer soon. I mean, I'm not. I can't afford it. It'll be perfect when you get it. When you get it next Literally week, you can buy it next just week. said I can't afford it. You'll probably be getting it within the next. Really, days, don't have the money for a new gaming rig I that I thought I would be able to I think, afford. Would think you're probably going to get. I'll just get a PS4 in Destiny. It's not a bad idea. That's cheap. I mean, it's a cheap way to do it. It's anyway. like a fifth of the cost. Yeah. Our uh, our good friend over at. I think you're buying you're buying the wrong PC if it's a fifth of the. I cost know it's of your probably PC. too overpowered. Um, our good friend Scott uh, over at Reason for Gaming 
just published a guest post on unqualifiedgamers.com about the hype surrounding Destiny. So please check that out because I don't know anything about Destiny and so I have nothing to say about it on this podcast. But Scott will say everything okay. in text form. He's pretty great. Thanks again for that, Scott, if you're hearing this. Reasonforgaming.com. But unqualifiedgamers.com for that article. So, John, uh, you said you played something. You claim. I also played an indie game. Uh, it's called Diablo God. 3. Oh, and so, so actually, I do, have, I do have a game I want to talk about. But briefly, I'll just touch upon Diablo 3 really did come out with its, its first uh, large content patch. Um, from when the expansion came out. And they basically... You know, the expansion changed the way that all of the players of Diablo 3 played the game. And then this content patch came out, and they have, again, changed the way that all the players play the game. So they introduced something called Seasons, which is something they had in Diablo 2. And what those are, um, are basically you start a character from scratch, everything, all of the progress from character to character is gone. And your seasonal characters are separated completely by themselves. So you basically are starting from complete scratch, starting the game over again. And they have a scoring system for playing through the game. So you play through the game, and then they've got, at the end, they've got, like, uh, some very specific goals that the first 1,000 people to accomplish each of these goals hits, like, a leaderboard. But then you can also get season-specific achievements in the game that contribute to a final seasonal score. Um, and so, like, my, our, our buddy Will and I have both created seasonal characters I've been playing, and it's been really fun. Um, fun doing that, because, like, you kind of forget what the game was like when you started from scratch. But it totally gave me an excuse, and I was talking about this before I started this seasonal character. It gave me an excuse to, like, go back to it again. Um, and I had stopped playing my favorite character, my Witch Doctor, before this particular patch came out because I wanted to make it fresh. Totally the right decision. Been super <laughs> duper fun to keep playing it again. Uh, so yeah, that's that's that. If you have Diablo 3 and you've not updated to the latest patch, jump back in there and do it. They also released these things called Greater Rifts, and they're another way that the seasons um, that the seasons are being scored. Basically, you enter this rift, you have 15 minutes to complete it. You complete it by killing monsters. Um, and the rifts go from level uh, 1 to level 90, or level 100. Um, and I think the highest rift anybody's completed is in the 40s, or something like that, in the seasons, just from the way that they scale. Wow. Um, and so, the leaderboards then are the like the highest rift you've, you've gotten to, as well as the speed in which you completed it. Um, so it's really... It's been really fun. It's been a totally new and fun way to play the game. Super fun stuff. I love it. Do you remember two weeks ago or so when you told me, I feel like every five episodes you talk about another Final Fantasy concert? That's how I feel about you in Mm -hmm. Diablo 3. And some kind of new patch or expansion or revision or update... Right, but the difference is I'm talking about things that listeners might want to hear about. Oh, is that what that is? Diablo 3. Well, that's... Right, I mean, that's... Well, anyway, that's... Yeah, because I... Pref- like, when when I... Um, when I talk, I prefer to be talking about content that, like, other people are interested in. That's just the way that you and I differ in terms of the sure, way Sure, yeah, yeah. Show. Like, how I'm framed really well on my camera right now, and you have, like, 50% of your screen is just... Wall? 
Right. I prefer for people to kind of see the environment in which I am working to to talk about. You're not the working. They you're literally sitting in a recliner. That they want. I talking about right video games on a headset while reclined. Oh That's god, true. that looks That's, so much that is better. All you accurate. fixed it. Ah. Oh. So I didn't actually no, fix you anything. Fixed your angle. So, um, I've been playing that, but the the new game that I that I have played a little bit of and have tried is called Five Nights at Freddy's. What? No. Have you heard of this? No idea who made it. I just saw some buzz about it. I didn't. I don't even remember where I saw the buzz about it. I think I actually saw a a League of Legends streamer that I watch. I think I watched him, and he was talking about it. Um, and so, what it is is it's a horror game, um, and you play you play the role of a security guard. You responded to an ad in the paper. Uh, for Freddy's Pizza, and and uh, you were their overnight security guard because their their original security guard died a horrible, violent death on duty, um, and uh, it is your job to watch Freddy's Pizza overnight to make sure that the animatronic machines uh, stay safe. So the animatronic machines are are it's basically a Chuck it's a Chuck E. Cheese, right? <laughs> So, do you remember Chuck E. Cheese when I, you were a kid? Do, what, what, really? Okay. Okay. So, And Chuck E. Cheese still exists. So, Chuck E. Cheese, for those of you, and God, I hope we're not dating ourselves. I hope that kids still go to Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese, for those of you, those of you uh, kiddos that don't know, um, was a pizza place with really <laughs> shit pizza the pizza was really bad but you always went there with your with your friends for birthday parties because it was a giant play area for kids with like a ball pit you know like a jungle gym that kind of stuff a relatively large arcade with both uh like video games like simpsons uh, and teenage mutant ninja turtles too exactly like 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 your traditional video games as as well as ticket-based video games, you know, like ski ball, go and right and win tickets Basketball. to basketball, right. So, like this large physically physical playing area, and then a video game playing area, and then they had this stage that you would go when you were like there to eat your pizza. That's where the, that's where the parents would hang out and uh, and probably drink excessively because that's I think what I would do if I was in that situation now. Um, but there was a stage with these, like, with a curtain, a big curtain that just came down, and it had, like, four animatronic animals on it. One of which was Chuck E. Cheese, which is a mouse that played the guitar, or sang, I can't remember. And then there was, like, a moose and a squirrel and a bunny. I don't remember. Look, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that Five Nights at Freddy's, at Freddy's Pizza, they have these animatronic animals, okay? And for some reason, they have to be set on roam mode at night. It has something to do with their uploading to the servers or something. Like, uh, they can't up- if they if they go offline, then they can't update their data to the servers, and that would be a bad thing. So they have to be left on roam mode. Um, however, if if they find you as a human uh, out of out of dress, out of costume, they're going to want to force you into a costume because you can't be at Freddy's at night and not be in a costume. That's just part of the rules. 
Uh, the problem with these costumes, though, and this is all in the intro to the game, the problems with these costumes is that they're kind of full of uh, of wire and and metal framing. Really, you can't fit a human inside one of those without kind of crushing them in there. So, if these dead-eyed anima- uh, animatronic animals find you, they will stuff you into an animatronic animal costume. So the way that this works is you are sitting in a security office, and you've got a like a blueprint of the building on the bottom of the screen. And it's got about 13 or 14 different cameras to which you can switch your view to these various cameras. You can also just, and you'd like do this by holding up an iPad type thing. So you hold up like a tablet and then that, that encompasses your entire vision. So all you see is the map and all you can do on the, on that, on the tablet thing is switch from camera to camera to see what's going on inside of Freddy's Freddy's Pizza. And the blueprint is like the blueprint and the cameras on the blueprint are an exact replica of the building. So you can't you're not moving around at all. You are just controlling which camera you're looking at. That is all you are doing. So um the blueprint is an exact replica of the building and where the cameras are placed. And you can see where your office is at. So you can see that there are like cameras that are close to your office, and then there's cameras that are further away from your office. And and the object of the game is to there are three animatronic characters that are there they're coming to kill you however they are frozen if you are looking at them in the camera so if you are like if you are focused on one camera on an animatronic character or two or three they're not going to move however if you are ever not focused on them they have the ability to move from room to room. And if they separate, then you have to switch from camera to camera to kind of pin them in place. Okay? It's got this great atmosphere, though, where, you know, all of, like, the lights are super dim. Um, really, like, um, there's, like, this great, there's one, there's, like, this one camera, there's a, there's a spotlight shining from the back. So it gives you this really obnoxious lens flare and gets, like, an entirely washed out picture. But you can still see down this, like, long hallway, right? It's, it's very atmospheric. That's kind of the whole point of the game. But then there's also a mode where you can put down the iPad and look and just see your office. And in your office, you can uh, turn on a light, which I think does something, and close the door. However, when you close the door, it drains the energy in the building quickly. And you have a very limited amount of energy because Freddy's is not a very rich place. So they don't have a lot of money for electricity. So, um, while you're looking around these cameras, you're also draining the battery. So, you have to, you basically have to keep the door open to the office in order to have enough energy to continue to look around for the entire night. So, you can pin these animatronic characters in place. Now, when you very first start the first night, you get this all in like a, you get, you get what you're supposed to do in a phone call from like the boss, and the very first thing you do is just put your camera on the three anim- uh, uh, animatronic puppets, which are all in the room that is furthest from your office, right? So you do that, and the camera just pans back and forth across them, and nothing's happening. And nothing happens for like an hour or two into the night. And then all of the cameras go out. Because of course all the cameras go out. So all the cameras go out, you hear some shuffling and stuff, and they come back up, and one of the characters is gone. And now keep in mind, you know, when I play horror games, I love horror games, first of all. I love them. I don't play them enough. I, I genuinely love them. 
But keep in mind that, like, I'm playing this game downstairs in my basement, on the big screen TV, all of the lights out, with my surround sound system on. And this game is built for jump scares. So that's, like, it's 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 made for jump scares, It's and it's made for just creepy atmosphere, right? So all of the lights go out, and you just hear this really obnoxious, staticky feedback, and they come back up, and one of the animatronic characters is gone. And I switched cameras around to try to find it and i get a bunch of emptiness and then i switch to like the dining room and the character is just it's a bunny and the bunny is just looking up at the camera with this big dopey smile dead-eyed like sinister eyes in its face just standing there staring at me right it's fantastic horrifying it it is fantastic. It is horrifying. So now I'm like I'm like okay. Well, I gotta I gotta like put I've gotta be watching this thing, but then I need to go back to this other camera because there's two other characters I'm currently not watching. So I I I'm basically flipping back and forth between those two cameras now. Um, and eventually, the lights go out again, and they come back up, and now the character is no longer in the dining room. And I switch back to where the hub of the animatronic characters is at. And now, like, the chipmunk is gone, too. So now I'm, like, frantically clicking around all of the cameras to try to find where they're at. And there's this one there's this one room that's this, this really long shot of a hallway. And so I switch to that one. And I just, in the background, you just see a silhouette of a figure. Right? And this is the one where the washed-out light. Like, the light is washed out. And so all you see is, like, the silhouette of the figure because the light is so bright on this particular camera. And I'm like, okay, well, obviously he's here. And it's much closer to my office now where I'm sitting. And then I switch over here, and, like, in the hallway leading to my office is another character. Just, like, looking up at the corner like this. And it's awesome, right? Like, it's creepy as, creepy as hell. So then I switch back to that other camera again with that long hallway, and now instead of being a, a figure at the very back of this hallway, it's now directly at the front, and all you see is its is like its face and front part of its body. It basically is taking up the entire frame, so much so that it like is blocking the light and that it's no longer a washed out camera anymore. Again, super creepy stuff. And then this like this like face comes over the the front and it's like and you see like these in sinister writing you see like the words i'm here or something like that and i go to the bottom to put down the ipad and as i'm putting down the ipad with all of these cameras it's just a super great jump scare of the chipmunk coming to eat my face and it's game over so the object of the game is to and that was night one and i believe i was almost done with night one um but the object of the game is to survive five nights at freddy's so that's it. It's super simple. Whoever developed it knows it was simple because it's only five dollars. But it's just got it's just like dripping with atmosphere. Like there's a lot of attention that has been put into into this you know, this fifteen minute game. And it's totally worth seeing. Like it's it's great. It's really great as a fan of horror games. Now for somebody like you who might have just wet themselves thinking about it? Um, you probably is probably not While your you jam. While you were talking, I actually soiled myself, went to the restroom, uh, showered, came back, and put on new pants. Just kidding! I don't podcast wearing pants. It's totally not your thing. But for anybody that's into horror games, Five Nights at Freddy's five bucks. Super, super cool little thing. 
Five Nights at Freddy's. More like five dollars, am I right? High five! Where you go. Good that was one. a nice little virtual high five. Well, that sounds freaky. So it's hard because you died on the first level. Yeah, and I, I think it has. It just has something to do with, um, like, I don't know exactly how fast you need to switch between cameras to kind of pin them in place, you know. But I broke it down to like the actual mechanical level of the game. The in the in context in like the context of the game, you're basically told you just need to keep an eye on them. Like, you need to keep an eye on these things. Interesting. So, what's to stop you from just having the camera outside your office? Uh, it, there's two hallways. One on the left and of one on the right. Of course there are. Okay. Right. So, you you could just... The office does only have two doors into it. One on the left and one on the right. And I guess you could just jump back and forth between those cameras. But I think eventually, one of the two things that was in those rooms would come to get you. I almost, uh, so this sounds really, really fun. Um, well, if you're into that kind of thing, which I'm not. Uh, I uh, I wonder, it's not a missed opportunity. It sounds like it's going to do well for itself. It's a good use of atmosphere and creepiness. And especially with... It's definitely... It's especially it's definitely with animatronic creepy. animal characters. Um, I actually remember when I, um, when I designed, uh, I used to live in Morehouse Residence Hall at Drake University, and I was in charge of building morgue house the haunted house which we did every year because i was the hall president and i had never actually been to a haunted house before but i was just like dude we're not gonna have vampires and zombies and ghosts and skeletons we're gonna have clowns and we played calliope music and had little children giggling in the background that i mixed together and uh, had that like playing over a pa system and like there was a giant jack-in-the-box and like bloody clowns and stuff and it freaked people out so um I, I can relate to that kind of alternative stuff, but it just makes me think of the of the uh, the weeping angels from Doctor Who, which you're probably not familiar I with. I don't know what a uh, who is Doctor okay. Who, and what does he what does he what type of medicine so does he the, practice? The weeping angels are I don't even. And what's his name? What's his name? Doctor Who, uh, like Doctor Who? Weeping angels or just the ain't? Why am I not able to? I like. The Hell's Angels—they're a biker gang. And so there's these statues that, who you're talking about? that if you you're not you can't blink. If you blink, then the second you blink, they come closer to you. So the episode is called Blink. It's like the one of the best Doctor Who episodes, according to a lot of people. But that's the same exact kind of thing. The second you're not looking at them, they start to move. So um, they're like a really really horrible villain in the series that like freak a lot of people out. It, that's like the nightmare episode. That's like this nightmare inducing horror episode for don't blink. Um, if I right. wanted to like freak out my friend and have her not be able to sleep all night, like I would just text her a picture of a weeping angel right now, and they're really scary. But yeah, I, I just uh, it, it'd be fun if this Five Nights at Freddy's guy had had the Doctor Who license just to see like what that would have done. Maybe could have made a couple extra bucks from it. But it sounds like it's really fun and awesome anyway. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just thinking of other applications where it may be uh, a thing you can do. I don't know. It was totally good. a good time. Well, I'm glad you've enjoyed that. How much have you played it? Just the once? Uh, twice. I have died both times wow. on night one. So you're really bad at video games. Yeah. I, again, there's no, there's no like detailed explanation as to what you're supposed to do. And I guess there's like a, a you can get a, a playthrough of it, but, you know. I don't. That seems like probably not the way to play that game. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I wouldn't do that. 
Well, congratulations on finding one game to talk about that's new, as opposed to my eight. Yeah, but mine was good. I meant seven. I meant seven. Well, no, eight if you yeah, count mine... Oculus Rift. So there's that. Well, look at us talking about video games. Back in the saddle again. And it's after uh, Hell yeah. it's after Labor Day, so we're gonna Labor Day. So we're gonna get back to So we can wear white. What? Or something. Or what you can't wear white? I yeah, there's a rule. You about can't wear white. pants after Labor Day. I think it's I think it's white means right after Labor no, Day. No, you can't wear pants after Labor Day. Mm, I've definitely heard it wrong. Well, you're doing it wrong. So uh, yeah, we're um we're back. Uh, we're back. Oh, that's right. We're back in black. That's what happens after Labor Day. We're back in black. Mm, back in black. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So there's that. So uh, yeah, you know we may um, move the day of our podcast from Thursdays. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. This new job is uh, different. You know, my new job, I have to be up at 6.30 in the morning. I'm used to waking up at 8.50. So, Take it to work yeah. at 9. Because you, yeah, you always used to get yeah, to work yeah. at 9. Yeah, I used to get, yeah. Actually, I think I have to be at work kind of early tomorrow, so I should probably go to bed soon. But, yeah. So, my schedule's altering a little bit, so editing is taking longer, things like that. And uh, But we'll figure but it not, out. Uh, I'm not as busy anymore, so, you know, there's that. As long as we keep, as long as we keep things to be as convenient for me as possible, I think. Really, I think that. Uh, sure, I think that sounds about right. It's good. Uh, we need to start pulling our listeners again. You know, I know play. that. I know that we haven't pulled our. We, we haven't done that. We haven't we really done that have, in a long know, I've time. I've been a little less active on Google Plus because what with this new job I've got, uh, I don't. You know, I used to be my old job. I would, I'd always have a couple minutes here or there. I'd, I'd pop up Kotaku or. You know, be working on Facebook because I work in social media. You know, I, right. I click a link or something, just kind of add it to our buffer. Buffer is the uh, scheduling post scheduling app that I use for unqualified gamers. I use Hootsuite for my job and professionally, but I, I like Buffer. Very streamlined, very simple. The applet extension or whatever always works really well. You're like saying a bunch of words and none yeah. Of so if you use Hootsuite, like that's great. I mean, it's it's kind of the gold standard in like post scheduling and things like that. But I like Buffer a lot, and I've been using that for unqualified gamers for like two years now. Anyway, I used to find a link. I'd click the little Buffer icon in Chrome in the Chrome bar, and I you know I just schedule it. So there you go. But I just don't come across as much video game content now because uh, I'm I'm a little busier working for a brand now, so uh, I'm not able to to dish out as much stuff. But I'll try to keep our Google Plus page interesting and our YouTube page interesting. I will hopefully get back to producing some new YouTube content very soon because it's, uh, yeah, definitely took the summer off. I, I, I'm sure if you go like 10 podcasts ago, you'll hear me be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this this weekend and this this weekend. Yeah, we're going to do this every, yeah, we're going to do this all summer. I'm going to have eight new videos every week. Yeah, that's pretty much what you said. And you pretty much lied about all of it. all of that. You know, when I was interviewing for my new job, uh, they had, like, done their homework on Because I'm a social media guy, so they wanted to make sure that the new social media guy knows social media. When they were Googling me and YouTubing right. me and stuff, they found a video and watched it. They were like, oh, yeah, we watched one of your videos. <laughs> guess which... Vi- You're like, oh, good. You're like, oh, good. Guess which, which one? one? <laughs> From our channel. Um, the unboxing of Watch Dogs. Actually, Yes. Actually, I don't Perfect. remember if it was the unboxing of Watch Dogs or the unboxing of um, Mario Kart. No, <laughs> Mario Kart. It, it wasn't the okay. it wasn't the one that we okay. did. But it was it was either Mario whatever Mario game that was, or yeah, I think it was Watch Dogs though. But I was just like, oh my god! And of course, they you know they're not gamers. So they don't understand that unboxing videos are a thing people actually do seriously. 
So me posting right. a parody video, making fun of unboxing videos, just made it look like I'm this weirdo unboxing things like for no reason is is very odd. Right. Right. No, that's good because they probably had no idea what an unboxing uh, video nope, was. Nope. We were at work today and um, that's pretty I was awesome. in a meeting and, and uh, one of my coworkers was just like, oh, yeah, we might do a video. You do videos and stuff. You can probably make a video for this, right? And I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah, you should go home and make another one of those videos. Or you... or, no, no. I said Destiny was coming out today because she asked what's the date. And I was like, oh, it's 9-9. Destiny comes out today. She's like, what's Destiny? And I was like, oh, it's a stupid video game. I don't know why I even said that. And she goes, oh, you should make a video about that. And you going to take it out of the box again? And I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, why is this what I'm known for? It's no good. No good at all. Nice. So, uh, I don't know. Why don't you unbox some? You buy things? I don't buy anything anymore. I have no money. I have no money. There's no money. This well is dry. All right, whatever. Um, oh, and football started, and that is, like, the best news ever. It doesn't matter. I don't care. The best news ever. I don't care. You care about football. I care about zero footballs. On a scale of field goal to touchdown with a two-point conversion, I care a safety's worth about football. Wow, that analogy actually worked really well. Did you... Do you realize how good that analogy was? That was so good. Think about how good it was. Literally think about how good that analogy was.